are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. If I was driving right now listening to the show and I was thinking to myself, you know what, this sounds pretty good. Where could I get more information? Uh, the answer would be uh, to you is check out healthreformexplained.com, which is the show blog that has my uh, my all right articles and stuff like that about uh, some of the changes that are happening. Going to be spending some more time doing that here in the month of August. It's going to be content time, Alan. We got to right. step up our game. Oh yeah, I mean we've got so much in clips, and a lot of it's just starting to come fruition. We've got to take advantage of that. Maybe we need to get some artificial intelligence in here to uh, go through some of those segments. Yeah, maybe we need to talk to Trent yeah. a few times yeah. about it. Have to get Trent Majors back on the show. That was always yeah. a great conversation. Having him, we're, we're going to be uh, joined by Janet Miller here uh, on the program here shortly uh, to talk about the upcoming event at Stinson Park. It's uh, the Regional 6 Developmental Disabilities Council, Disability Pride in Omaha, which is coming up, I guess, that would be two weeks from today on right. July the 30th in Exarban Village. Uh, it'll be a part of the Saturdays at the Concert Series sponsored by Pacific Life and Blue Cross. Right. And uh, the best part of it is it's going to be free. And so uh, I'm going to make sure to get that on my calendar uh, I don't know about if you've got it, anything going. No, it, we might have to go over there yeah. after the show or something. Yeah, well, it starts at six forty-five. Well, we could hang out around. Mm -hmm. There's lots of good eateries over there, so we could partake and then go over. Balloon artists. That'll be a great family fun uh, event. Yeah, so uh, bring the family. Yeah, exactly. They're gonna have face painting, uh, blankets, uh, umbrella, coolers, mm -hmm. or you can bring that, I guess. Uh, but they're gonna have play. They got playground equipment and and other things. So that's certainly something that. Uh, you're not going to want to miss. And if we can uh, connect with her, we'll bring her on to talk a little bit more about that. But let's uh, take take a chance to uh, let's let's shift gears a little bit here uh, to, to look. And we like to save the last segment, Alan, to kind of just talk about some future things, uh, the, the future of healthcare, care, right. some of the things that are catching our attention um, w with regards to those things. Anything anything on your radar? What's been on my radar has been I've been reading this uh, the medical futurist blog and they put put out posts nearly every day about how things like how virtual reality will literally change your 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 care experience and other things anything neat well I or think new virtual out there virtual reality I think telemedicine telehealth using uh, your own home computer to visit the doctor or even a pharmacist with telepharmacy mm. uh, is uh, getting more and more implemented even the use of 3d printers in in a hospital setting to even model for example intermountain healthcare in utah used a 3d printer to uh model a liver that had a cancer tumor in it and they were able because it where the the tumor was was going to be very difficult to uh get out and so they built the a 3d model of the liver with the tumor in it and figured out how to do it without harming the patient. And so being that they're using 3d printing now to do that thing, I don't think it's far off to, to say that we'll be able to use 3d printers at some point for transplants or even to replace organs or things that aren't working. 
I don't think it's drugs that far too. off for drugs. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's the Minecraft mentality that are these young kids like my 10-year-old who play Minecraft. They're just going to be able to do whatever they want and build a house. Oh, I'm sick of this area. Knock it down, build it right back up. That's possible. Like, it, yeah. It, it, it sounds hard to imagine, but you could literally... They're saying... You could knock a house down and then literally just through a 3D printer take all of that and put it right back through and build a new print, a new room or a new house. So, I mean, we're it's going to happen. It's just a matter of how much are we willing to invest in those technologies? Because I think the future of medicine is a lot in 3D printing. What about virtual reality? Have, oh, you, have you had experience with that yet? Do yeah, I've been able to play with Google Glass. I've been able to play with some of the different VR sets that you put on your face and you go into a world. Yeah, it's amazing. And eventually you're going to see doctors, I think, be able to use VR in a way that is going to benefit the patients immensely. You know, whether it's Promote John or our, our friend Adam Matar. Uh, mm -hmm. who talks about our AI all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, we might want to get Adam on the show to talk about AI mm -hmm. because I think that that's really where, you know, the uh, the money is going to be made is, is in AI and being able to do things with artificial intelligence that we never thought was possible before. Like they can literally, for example, run, run your, human, your uh, IT department, uh, a supercomputer could just do it. Well, yeah. I mean, we're talking about being able to self-correct computers that have problems on the fly. You know, we built with AI, there's applications out there that can help fix computers that are blue screening just by running an app. Really? Yeah. I mean, we've talked about it here on the show. Some of the different types of technology out there that can uh, do things like that. And so, uh, and I think we've had guests on the show to, who have talked about stuff like that. So, uh, I think that, you know, there's gotta be a back end, and people have got to run the technology, but I think that your tech shop isn't going to be as big as it once was in 20 years. I mean, it's, it's clear. It's obvious. Hmm. So, it's crazy. stuff. Mm -hmm. It's like exciting stuff. If you're a, a business owner some of the opportunities that, yeah. that might be out there. But yeah. what if you're a healthcare provider uh, of care, which they these folks I just feel so sorry for because they didn't get much uh, opportunity to, to be at the table negotiating uh, all of these changes that are directly affecting them. I guess their trade associations did. Well, the, the AMA did. And or, and other, other trade associations that a lot of these doctors belong to did. Um, I don't know how you'd get a hundred thousand doctors to be able to be at the table yeah <laughs> to to make these decisions so you know i mean it is what it is kind of sort of i mean that's why we have a representative democracy so well for on that front i think in you know, looking at the future for for healthcare providers this i guess i call it healthcare reform 2.0 or macra mm -hmm. Is is just really, 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 from what I'm seeing, disrupting uh, some things, and a small percentage of people are actually prepared for it. It's having negative consequences on 
smaller practice groups, ca- causing them to uh, merge or consolidate with with other practice groups to have bigger uh, uh, bargaining power with insurance. Well, companies. we've talked about that on the show. How you know the small independent practitioner is. Dr. Weatherby's done. Yeah, it's not going to be that. It's going to be belong to a large uh, physician group to be able to make ends meet. So, it's just different time. I think. Yeah. I think there's going to be from a patient standpoint. I think there's going to be a big learning curve for people to kind of that might have been used to going to that that doctor. There mm-hmm. might be some be some changes. Let me bring in Matt. Barrows, uh, Matt, the assassin, uh, off of uh, sitting in the hot seat uh, here every day this week, you're you're kind of uh, listening in on on this uh, over here. Is there anything that um, you're excited about in the future of healthcare, or do you think it's all doom and gloom? I, that's, I mean, that's that's a real. I mean, as far as the way it's going right now, I I don't have a lot. I'm not very optimistic as the way it's going right now. I mean, I I have you know I I've gone. For, I've had every type of feeling and emotion and thought that could go into this. I mean, like the caller said, is it intentional? Are, are, are our leaders intentionally taking us to a single payer system? You know, I've, I've thought, I've put, I've put the other uh, side of the liberal uh, kind of mindset together with the, the depopulation issue that there's too many people on earth. I've, I've paired that with this healthcare situation before in some, you know, in a late night, maybe I've had one, one or two too many. And <laughs> I start having these thoughts. I don't know, man. I mean, it just from where it look, where I'm sitting right now and the way it looks right now, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't give me any feeling of optimism as far as where we're headed in our current state, you know, and I'm hoping that um, we can do something to, uh, you know, put us on a different course than we're on right now. I would agree with most of that assessment, uh, especially right now, it, you know, it's, but it is in some ways a volatile time. They're still trying mm-hmm. to work things out. Yes. But there are some things to be optimistic about, like technology, that, like artificial intelligence and other things. I just hope that's available to the to the common person. Well, and that's what I'm getting at with that comment. Oh, right. Because it could almost be a situation where if technology does take over the system, only the those with means to afford it can have access. So right. what? So right. the rich are going to be living to be. Kind of like how it works right now with all the other stuff. <laughs> we're, we're in the matrix, folks. We're in the matrix. And you know what? Uh, this fall, you're going to have the opportunity to take the red pill or the blue pill. And uh, this is a, a big election. And so that's why we do this show as a public service sponsored and produced by Edie Bellis, which is online at edibellisinc.com to give you at least enough information on this issue, which should be an important issue that you're considering. Uh, when you go to make your choices this fall. And so until next week, we will be continuing the fight. And uh, you can, again, check out healthreformexplained.com and the Facebook page. See you next week, Alan. See you next week. All right. Take care.